You are listening to the Two and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Yes, it's Travis Curra and Sheldon Jones on the Two and Out CFL Podcast. This may be the busiest week of the offseason so far. <laughs> Yeah, it's been crazy. There has been a lot going on. My thumb is sore from from (laughs) just refreshing X constantly. Getting the the old uh, carpal tunnel from uh, checking up uh, on uh, Twitter slash X all all day long. Uh, I have more than carpal tunnel wrong with me, Sheldon. I had a rough, rough weekend. Um It's not about the falling. <laughs> so uh, I do photography on the side, and I thought it'd be fun to go into the forest on Saturday and see what's out there, take my camera. And the trails were sheer ice. like, <laughs> And I have crampons or cleats or whatever to stick onto my boots, but I didn't have them with me. Like, well, I'll give it a shot. And I did okay. I guess the most annoying thing is that I was really close to the vehicle. And I run into some other people on the trail. And I'm like, it's brutal out there. And I go down so fast. Like, I I can't even tell you exactly how it happened. All I know is that the main point of contact was the back of my head. My glasses go one way. My hat goes the other. I cracked the lens hood on my camera. Thankfully, it appears that's all that happened. I bite the back of my tongue. Oh, and then the you next day. That part. Well, my tongue was <laughs> swelling up. Like, it was hard to talk. I couldn't tell if it was concussion symptoms or tongue issues or both. So, <laughs> and then I fall again. On Sunday in my condo parking lot, you know, the fresh layer of snow over the slick ice. And uh, I don't know, last year I had some bursitis in my elbow. So that is flared up again. My knee is killing me. My neck is sore. My tongue is, I think, returning back to normal. But man, I'm uh, in a week. I'm feeling pretty rough at the moment, Sheldon. You ever take a spill on ice or what? Oh, yeah, like this year, I got to find some. This year is the first year I haven't fallen in the winter yet in like a long time. But <laughs> we realistically have only had two weeks of winter in Regina. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, like like it's February 6th and there is not a single flake of snow in my front yard. A single? Not a single. There's a little bit on the streets across because we were right. on a, right. a south facing, but... Yeah, there's no snow. It was pouring rain the other night. I thought my dad texted me. He's like, yeah, better watch out for ice in the morning. I was like, yeah, it probably will be really icy. Nope, in the morning, just still, just damp. Like, this is bizarre. I love El Nino. The farmers won't, but give me lifetime El Nino. I'm fine with it. A little bit different than uh, Nova Scotia. Some places have seen 150 centimeters of snow. So uh, you may be digging out while listening to to and out. Uh, Best of luck to you in the (laughs) Maritimes. It is uh, Black History Month in the CFL. And, man, some great stories uh, that you actually put on on the prep sheet. 
He did some research, yeah. In 1946, uh, Lou Heyman was the GM of the Montreal Alouettes. He brought in Herb Trawick, making him the first black player in the CFL. Uh, Lou, he ended up seeing the way Montrealers had embraced Jackie Robinson with the Montreal Royals and thought that it would be uh, ready to accept a black football player. That's... That's some significant history there. And then Tom Casey was the first black player inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. And then, uh, of course, the story of Warren Moon, who won five Grey Cups in six seasons before going uh, to the NFL. And then it was Doug Williams with Washington who became the first black quarterback in the history of the Super Bowl in 1988. But the CFL had already seen Warren Moon, Damon Allen, Roy DeWalt, Danny Barrett, J.C. Watts, Conreg Holloway, and Chuck Ely in Grey Cup games. So the CFL blazing a path forward, which uh, I love to see. And thanks for putting that together, man. Yeah, no, I I love the diversity of strength uh, campaign that the league started a few years ago. And uh, it's uh, it is great to see that uh, this league that we love was one of the first leagues to uh, allow that. I, I hate saying the word allow, but like started yeah. to accept it. We were a little bit more progressive and I think Canada in general is a little bit more progressive. So um, it's just good to see. It's, it's sad that it had to be that way. Um, but now we're, we're getting better. We're not there obviously. Uh, but as, as we can just continue on and just knowing that our diversity is our strength and uh, just, continuing to move on as a society but it's great to great to see that we were blazing trails like you said now cfl free agency was supposed to well (laughs) supposed to open on february 13th i guess that'll be the official opening of free agency but with this whole uh legal tampering thing it's almost like free agency starts a week early yeah, thanks, Ed Hervey. We appreciate it. It's <laughs> like this is amazing. It literally is. I I love nothing more than just to see and 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 just you see when people like when people say, "Oh, so and so is going to sign with so and so," and then like twenty minutes later, no, they signed somewhere else, and you're like, "What?" So it's 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 been very fun, we, frustrating, we to, fun. Yeah, yeah. We might get to February thirteenth, and nothing happens. Like everybody's already signed. And I, oh, yeah, I, I think that is basically that. Gonna, well. <laughs> it's it's a week earlier they're in the news cycle, so I think they should be okay with it. But yeah, uh, yeah. like, there's going to be some. Like, I I kind of feel bad for the players that are like going to fall through the cracks a little bit, and they're not the the splashy free agents. Like, and so, but those are the players that will get you know, signed as soon as it opens because then the teams will officially be knowing who that they have and who they can't have. And But we're seeing some players are getting paid, which is good good for them. And uh, some some teams are getting pretty pretty decimated here. So Well, maybe, maybe it's the CFL that wanted to kind of avoid uh, the Super Bowl, which is obviously yeah. happening on Sunday between Kansas City and San Francisco. But these two uh, 
these these teams don't care. <laughs> they want to build yeah. their rosters and uh, get that done. Uh, Calgary is normally quite quiet in free mm-hmm. agency, but uh, hey, they, they've signed American linebacker Trey Walker. But I think the big addition to their team is uh, defensive back Demario Houston. Over the past yeah. few years, the Stampeders' defensive backfield, while full of guys with talent they actually i i thought uh dealt with some injury problems and uh mm-hmm. and they were playing with a different combo uh, in the defensive backfield almost every game but demario houston great in winnipeg an absolute ball hawk and a big addition to that stamps back end of that defense Oh yeah, he's a playmaker, and uh, like like you said, I think I think Calgary kind of underachieved for what they should have in the defensive uh, backfield there. So when you can sign a player with his caliber, like it's nothing but great. Now we go to BC, where it did seem like they were going to stick with what they had in their in their running game, but things have changed. <laughs> Uh, with the BC Lions. They have brought William Stanback to town, and I I really hope that they will, you know, commit to the running game. And actually, through most of last year, I didn't think that Montreal committed to the run game as good as they could have with uh, a guy like William Stanback, but he's going to the West Coast, and uh, we'll be seeing if he's going to be putting on a show uh, on the West Coast with uh, Vernon Adams Jr., who, of course, is familiar with a guy like William Stanback. So they'll be uh, behind that offensive line where they have been before in Montreal together. Um, but uh, it was one of the weaknesses I thought of the Lions last year, that running game. William Stanback helps them improve that in a hurry, I would say. Yeah, he has. He's had some issues with the injuries, but... The thing is, I don't think we've ever really truly seen what he can do other than that one season just because he hasn't been utilized. Uh, Jason Moss started to use utilize him a little bit more this year, but in previous years, like they weren't they were not focusing on committing to the run. So hopefully BC realizes that may have been part of their downfall last year and that they can let William Standback run. Just let him cook. Like he's He's dynamic. He's he's just a bull through a china shot. Like just let this man run. So I hope that that's what they do. Taquan Mizell was almost given a vote of confidence by the Lions recently, uh, but how fast things change uh, once you realize who's available uh, in that free agent market they've also extended defensive back Marcus Sales so that is good mm-hmm. yes. for the Lions to have him back there now the Edmonton Elks have completely revamped their special teams unit they've brought over Boris Beatty from the Toronto Argonauts who can kick he can punt uh, maybe one of the most underrated players uh, a part of that uh, Argos team over the past couple of years. I thought he's been solid, but the Argos bringing in uh, Liram Hyralahu back from the NFL. So 
They 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 moved on from Boris Beatty, and Edmonton takes advantage of that. Now, not only do uh, the Elks bring in Beatty, but they bring in Javon Leak, one of the most dynamic return men in the CFL. Now, we've seen this before, where the Elks have trouble with that return game. And I know they got a return touchdown in a, I hesitate to say it, but a meaningless game late last season. But Javon Leak uh, is... Definitely uh, a great addition <laughs> to the return game in Edmonton. And all of a sudden, I think we might be seeing a little bit more special teams success now that the most outstanding special teams player is in Edmonton, Sheldon. Yeah. Uh, first off, I don't know why Toronto decided to move on from Boris Beatty because, like, he's still clutch. Uh, I agree. Like, it's it's just very weird. But for them then to leave Javon Leak too, like it's well, we made the joke a couple of years ago that it was the you know the the Toronto Stampeders, but now it's what is it the Edmonton Argos? Like, <laughs> like they're they're a lot of former Argos now. Knots, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or Actually, they, only got, they didn't get or, many. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not as much as we thought. Yeah, as someone, yeah. some people would have told us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> I, I do feel for a guy like uh, Dean Faithful here. Uh, what a what a yeah. great story! I think with the Elks uh, last year. Yeah, you got to do the wave, uh, the the great celebration there. But when you can bring in a Canadian like Boris Beatty. Uh, or at least qualifies that way, and he can kick and he can punt. I think that's yeah. a pretty, pretty good guy to have on on your roster. So that that's a pretty good move for the Elks. They've also re-signed linebacker Tony Jones. But overall, the Elks quite other than McLeod Bethel Thompson. I, I think they're going to be quieter in free yeah. agency because they they have a young sort of a core. And most of them are locked up for the upcoming season. They got their Geno Lewis and their McLeod Bethel Thompson and Curly Gittens Jr. I think the Elks are actually in in decent shape. And yeah, let, let let's note this, Sheldon. <laughs> we like to anoint to the winner of the Grey Cup sometimes halfway through February because of all the free agent signings. A lot and of it times, never works. Yeah, that's what I, that's where I'm going with. <laughs> Great cups aren't won in the winter. Well, close to the winter, but uh, not in the actual winter. Um, <laughs> I it, when we're it, on that sub when we're on that subject, can I say one other thing? The salary cap does not count in February either. All these people, oh, they're over the salary cap. Shut up. It doesn't matter. Hey. <laughs> It matters on January first, twenty twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's that's actually an important point uh, yeah. to bring up here. I guess where I was going with it. Sometimes roster continuity is uh, is an important thing, uh, not yeah. only with the coaching staff but the players on the field. Uh, I think that's a big thing. That being said, uh, if you want to give out Grey Cups in February. Maybe the Riders are that team. Um, 
as <laughs> look at that the, the green and white Let's Thor go. hammer. So did they come out with that before? Like, yeah. or did you just buy that today or what? Well, I did buy it today, but no, they've had it. <laughs> they've had it for a while. Um, I it back in December when when I was uh, friend friend of the show, Cindy. She works for the riders in the ticket office there, and she had like a friends and family discount. And I went there, oh, there and okay. they had these there then. And I took a picture of it and I tweeted AJ and I said, "Hey, look, the riders are already got the marketing going for you." So. You're welcome, Ryder fans. <laughs> I manifested this. You're welcome. It does look like AJ Olette, uh, Grey Cup champion, all-star with the Toronto Argonauts, is heading to Saskatchewan. Uh, so the backfield there of Frankie Hickson and AJ Olette, that's a pretty powerful backfield, man. And Under uh, Lightning. It, <laughs> they're going to be a, a great group, I think, to uh, to reckon with. Now, they have extended a few guys, including Sean Bain Jr., uh, who I think at times was utilized a lot last year. But with Trevor Harris hopefully healthy all season long, I think they'd be able to utilize him even more. Uh, Godfrey yeah. Onyeka has been re-signed, but... Well, there's some other signings that are coming to Saskatchewan that uh, are going to make some splashes here. Let's uh, let's start with Jalen Edwards Cooper, strong side linebacker with the BC Lions, big hitter, makes plays. He's going to be in green and white. And then these are two massive signings. The the Riders kind of revamping the linebacking core with Derek Moncrief on the way out. Um Jameer Thurman is now a Saskatchewan Rough Rider. Hey, I got a pick with him at Grey Cup while he was still a member of the Ticats. Um, <laughs> but great with the Stampeders, big with the Ticats, comes out west to Saskatchewan. That is a big ad for that defense. Uh, you know, Corey Mace uh, is familiar with Thurman from his time in Calgary, I'd imagine. Before even yeah. going to Toronto, well, and then Toronto became uh, Calgary, and Toronto played Hamilton a lot. So, <laughs> they, and Toronto is Hamilton. So. Yeah, see, it, it's, it's all it all works out. <laughs> and then offensive tackle Jamarcus Hardrick is now a Saskatchewan Rough Rider. Now we got Super Mario, we got Yoshi Hardrick. Do I sense? A celebration brewing after a return touchdown, Sheldon. <laughs> I hope many, many celebrations after touchdowns. Hop on there, Super Mario. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that's a match made in heaven right there. But I think Jamarcus Hardrick, one of the most colorful players in the CFL, he's got a great personality and he's a great offensive tackle and he moves just a few hours down the highway staying on the prairies uh, leaving those Winnipeg Blue Bombers after forming just a great offensive tackle tandem with Stanley Bryant a, a legendary tandem that actually 
you could argue, turned the Bombers organization around. Like, it was a really big deal, uh, those guys being on that same offensive line. But the Bombers, and we're going to have to talk about them next, uh, they, they had to make some choices uh, yeah. here. And uh, they they decided to, I guess they didn't have enough money to pay Jamarcus Hardrick and Jeremy O'Day and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders took advantage of that, man. Yeah, like he, Jeremy O'Day likes to sign players for the most expensive at their position, it seems, because <laughs> he signed, signed Lanier earlier to the most expensive D lineman. Now he signed. Can you explain uh, that Hard- one to me? I don't know. Like I thought Lanier had like a an off season. Uh he's got a good agent, we'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> probably lose Pete Robertson because of that though. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to assume, but yeah, Hardrick like I know even I have been critical of the Bombers O-line last year th- saying that it might have fallen off a little bit and got a little old, but when I was saying that, I was more talking about Stanley Bryant who's going to be 39 this year not Jamarcus Hardrick who's 34 like I think 34 is pretty much prime O-line for a couple seasons right um so that's huge and then when when the Riders sign AJ Olette one of the best running backs in the league like let's say the Riders would have signed a a player of his caliber last year or the year before when there was O-line issues and we were worried about our O-line then maybe it's not maybe it's a waste of money spending that much money for a, a premier running back but you're gonna have it. Furland is another year, another year older, another year wiser. Usually, those PF, those junior football players take a, a couple extra years to develop. Yeah. Godber had a good year at center when he wasn't injured. You have Philip Blake on the other side. As long as he can stay healthy, like like Philip Blake can be that. I'm not saying he's at the level of Stanley Bryant, but he he can be that other anchor to Hardrick here, and and the Riders could have like. They had a pretty good running attack last year. Imagine what they're going to do this year. Like, it's fun, fun to imagine. It's I, I have to admit, like these past few days have kind of brought my rider phantom back a little bit. I, <laughs> signing it's, it's Corey Mace and the coaching hope. staff. Yeah. Oh, and and I've been here before. So as as <laughs> as Michael Scott once said, I'm ready to be heard again. <laughs> now. I guess we got to talk about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and and Poor I guys. know that that's a shame. I I know that Kyle Walters, uh, and maybe is not going to get you know the respect that he deserves here, but I didn't think they were going to be able to retain Brady Oliveira and Dalton Schoen. No, but. They were able to pull that off. And I know it's at the expense of Demario Houston. It's at the expense of Jamarcus Hardrick. I understand that. But they've also been able to bring in uh, Chris Strebler. So (laughs) it's give and take. It's a salary cap. You can't have everything. You can't always get what you want, like uh, the great Mick Jagger says. So having Oliveira and Schoen... Back in Winnipeg, I do think still they deserve a big thumbs up for making those deals happen. Oh yeah, like the two of the best players at their position, right? So you you gotta clap your hands at that. But 
this is this is what it what happens when you have a winning team for so long and you have your players that are taking those hometown discounts like i know willie jefferson still did this year but eventually once once the team is still good but you're not winning the great cup every year then the players are going to start to think hey it's time for me to get paid uh we helped you out here but now so it looks like brady Oliver and shown got paid and good for them but it was at the expense of a couple really good players. So uh, now it's up to Kyle Walters to replace those guys. Next man up. Yep. That's yep. that's plain and simple. Well, and I think that's what we've been seeing with the Argos. Uh, <laughs> that, Th- thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they've been able to build up an impressive roster. John Murphy mm-hmm. and Pinball and the organization in Toronto has been really strong the last few years, but now those guys want and deserve to get paid. So I, I and they paid the quarterback big money. They mm. lost a, a defensive coordinator that's very popular uh, there. So that has ripple effects, and they've been able to re-sign a couple guys, a couple Canadian guys, and. Uh, they, they're bringing back Dejon Brissett. They're bringing back Darius Siraco, uh Great offensive lineman, but Chad Kelly gets the big money. Things got to change with that roster. They bring in Liram Hyralahu. I understand that. Um, but losing A.J. Lett, losing you know Jamal Peters, uh, he's going to be signing elsewhere. They had to let go Darius Bladek, and I know he wasn't starting for them last year. But I, I think he's got what it takes to be a pretty valuable offensive lineman in the CFL. Yep. <laughs> Changes here for the Argos. And I know it's going to be the next man up mentality. There were a few times last year when they were playing backups and still smashing teams. So <laughs> we're going to be uh, getting to know some new faces uh, in that yeah. Argo organization but losing some of those starters, that, that's pretty tough. Like, does this mean we're going to see some new kings of the East Division in 2024? It could. Uh, very easily could. Like, we technically do have a new king of the East because, you know, Montreal yeah. won the Grey Cup. but and, and Montreal very quiet in free agency here too, but they already got their core back. So, yeah. Um, so it, very likely, but the the other good thing that, and I say good, not good for the for the those these two fan bases, but when good teams when their free agents go to other teams, it makes the rest of the league better. So, uh, I know it's it's a tough pill for the Argo fans and and the Bomber fans to swallow here, but it's for the good of the rest of the league, you guys. So it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> hey, Calgary fans will tell you that that they developed half the East Division, so. <laughs> and Calgary still hasn't missed the playoffs in 19 yeah. or 20 years or yeah. whatever it is. So yeah. so everyone needs to be finding out what happened in that model, adapt it to their own team, and go from there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, the Ticats uh, bring in Jamal Peters. So I, I'm sure that Argo fans <laughs> are going to be happy seeing him on Labor Day. The one that got away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Defensive lineman Brandon Barlow. Uh, They've been able to keep their kicking tandem together. Mark Leggio and Corey Vedvik are back in Hamilton. Um, Still waiting to see what's going to happen with Tim White, though. 
Um, I, I don't know if the Dalton Schoen contract kind of uh, sets the table for what a big-name receiver is going to get. Schoen probably took a bit of a discount to stay in Winnipeg. He took uh, 230k. I mean, with Geno pushing 300, I think Schoen could, with all the touchdowns he scored, uh, could probably eh, get another 30, 40K out of teams. I mean, maybe that is going to decide what a guy like Tim White is going to get. Uh, they have unveiled their uh, coaching staff in Hamilton as well, which includes... Man, I'm feeling old, man. When you see a linebacker like Brandon Isaac coaching the DBs and Naaman Roosevelt coaching the receivers, it's like, oh, we've been doing this for too long, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Scott Milanovich, the head coach in the Hammer, and Mark Washington staying on as uh, the DC as well. Um, I'm actually wondered if Hamilton was going to make a change at uh, defense. Now, we already, oh, I talked about Tim White. <laughs> Simone Lawrence, like, is he going to free agency after fans in Hamilton have voted to call a snowplow Simone Lawrence? <laughs> like, you can't have a snowplow named after him and not have him on the field at Tim Hortons Field, could we see him wearing other colors come June, Sheldon? Anything's possible. Like, uh, but I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think if he still wants to play, I think he'll take less money to stay in Hamilton. I think at I this think so. point, time of his career, right? So it would help out Hamilton in that sense. But I, I just don't know if he's in their plan he's obviously not in their plans long term because he's he's getting to the end of his career here but it's it's interesting because it's not always a sure thing when that aging veteran decides to go and sign with another team for another year or two like there's there's the rare circumstances when it works like charleston hughes when he went to saskatchewan and then had a few more years there and you know henry burris when he went to ottawa and stuff like that it's just it doesn't always work out that way. So sometimes you kind of want to, you don't want to go out on a, on a lull. Right. So he's, he's a player that is so dynamic and polarizing that it's like perfect for the league and for the fans. So I hope he's there with Hamilton, but at the same time, I hope he signs with the riders for chaos because can you imagine like I'm here for stuff like that. So We'll he might be happens. an Argo, I, I think, with all yeah. the yeah. uh, guys leaving Toronto. And then he's still a tie, then he's still Hamilton anyway, so See? it's all good. See? Uh, <laughs> the nation's capital has been pretty busy in free agency uh, again. Uh, they released <laughs> Nate Bahar, uh, which actually that one kind of surprised me. I, I thought he had started to take on more of a, a leadership role in the in the Ottawa offense. Canadian, they already paid him thirty k. Yeah, guaranteed money. Yeah, that's... so so that's money in the pocket for him. Good for him. Uh, we'll see if he does sign uh, elsewhere. But Nate Bahar is on the way out. Uh, they've released uh, offensive lineman Jacob Ruby, but in turn bring in Darius Bladek. 
they were able to re-sign Justin Howell, Damon Webb, and receiver Justin Hardy, as well as running back Devontae Williams, and a big addition to their defense as uh, Darius Pickett is now a Ottawa Red Black. There was a lot of talk about where he was going to end up as well. Another tough loss for the Argos. Now he's going down the highway uh, to Ottawa. That'll be a pretty big addition to that defense, Sheldon. Yeah, I uh, I was like thinking that the Riders were going to get Pickett and, and Peters, so it's kind of sucks for me but it's good at the same time because that gave us more money for the other players that we got right so um interesting definitely interesting because those guys are dynamic and they will make their teams better so uh like we said before the other teams in the east are getting better it seems argos it's up to them to see if they can retool quickly and that kind of, I guess, gets us caught up in all of the free agency dealings. Uh, I'm just taking one last look uh, just <laughs> to make sure that we haven't missed anything and we are as uh, up-to-date as possible. Uh, I-, I see that Ben Halatic has uh, re-signed in BC, uh, the Canadian linebacker there. So that's actually a pretty big uh, extension for that. Uh, Lions defense with uh, Ryan Phillips at the helm there, but yeah, I mean that that's that's about catching you up on free agency in the CFL, and that is with the communication window just opening two days ago. Uh, <laughs> a lot of big names, uh, but still a lot of dust to be uh, settled when it comes to free agency. It's nice to have all this going on. In the uh, long, dark days of February, even if there is not as much snow as usual. Yeah, or being a Cody Rhodes fan. (laughs) We Uh, want Cody. Hashtag, we want Cody. I don't care what we want. I want Rocky, to be honest. I know. I I want Rocky, too. Like, Just give me a story. The the dream uh, match on my doorstep that I've wanted for almost 10 years and now uh, could be taken away by some whiny wrestling fans. That uh, that bothers me. But does it? And it I bothers me that my dream matchup that I was going to be there is got <laughs> taken away by the new board member of TKO. So... I think, uh, well, to be transparent, I think maybe we're more invested than, we're always invested, but when you invest money on tickets and flights and all of that, you're even more invested. So uh, Sheldon and I might get in a fist fight in Philadelphia, and uh, we would, it's the city of brotherly love, man. We'll be hugging at the end, and one of us will be crying. The other one will be elated, but we'll be hugging each other. It's all good. You'll be the one happy, I'm sure. It's all good. Okay. As long as I'm happy, then I'm all right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Last thing. Uh, Last thing. Kansas City or San Francisco? Taylor. I'm just cheering for Taylor. Taylor's boyfriend? I guess so. Yeah, I 
I'm over the Chiefs, to be honest, but I don't like the 49ers. So, yeah, I guess I'm cheering for the Chiefs. Will Zach Kolaris be at the Super Bowl? I hope so. I yeah. hope so, because then CFL Twitter can get lit again. I hope he wears a bomber hat and it gets on the broadcast. <laughs> I like Randy should be making sure that happens to be honest like yeah, free advertising a, yeah slip him a thousand bucks or something like that and uh <laughs> and then he shouldn't need to be people. paid he shouldn't need to be paid he should rep this wherever he goes one billion people will see that w and wonder what the heck it stands for <laughs> I couldn't remember what finger it's been that long since I've seen Austin Powers. Jeez. I will be in uh, Jasper National Park. Uh, Super Bowl always lines up with my anniversary. Uh, so I'm usually out for supper. And then we usually catch uh, the halftime show. And then usually put on the Food Network or something. Which, for the record, I'm completely okay with. <laughs> I think... Usher's got lost in the sauce this year. Like, I not as many people are talking about him. I as agree. Riri, and then, and then, like last year's was phenomenal with like all the all the he's, rappers. And, he's got to bring Taylor on for like a verse. No, she's there to support her man. She's not there to. <laughs> she's not there to work. But he better have Ludacris and Little John. I'll tell you that much. Hey, I'd be all right with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm I will not be alright if he does not. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I hope the rock comes out and gives a people's elbow to Cody Rhodes. Now we've come full circle. Uh enjoy the Super Bowl. <laughs> and enjoy uh, the opening of CFL free agency. We hope to have a uh, newly signed free agent uh on the pod, but we'll try to work things out. Hopefully you know, hopefully uh, things happen here, and then uh, we'll be back in uh, in a couple weeks to hopefully wrap up and put a bit of a bow on free agency, and uh, enjoy that. Have fun. Happy ver- anniversary to my uh, my beautiful wife, my better half. Uh, Happy anniversary. Thank you. Number eight coming in one week. Time flies when you're having fun. I'm sure for her, <laughs> time is dragged on. <laughs> but that's that's the way she goes. Uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe to Two and Out in your favorite podcatcher. And uh, like and comment on uh, YouTube as well. Subscribe there too. Continues to grow. I think we're five away from 200. I think we could get there uh, by the end of February. It would be really cool if you said hi on YouTube. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. I'm Travis Curry. He's Sheldon Jones. It is the Two and Out Podcast. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. 